It's the Listening Podcast with Jake and Sean. I like that you're really you're digging into that. That was like the yeah, yeah. You've got a, a nice resonant voice, Sean, and you're using it tonight. I am using it tonight. In the yes. in the pre-show, there's some of you singing deep low notes. Yep. Yep. Good I, I feel like if I were a lead singer in a band, I'd be pretty bad. However, <laughs> I would get some moments of like, oh, he's got a relatively deep voice. You, you, you'd be the Burninger type. Yeah, just not as good, not as talented, probably drunker. Uh, Jake, <laughs> we have a packed show here. We, we took a little bit of a hiatus. We had a two-week break. For good reason, though. You moved again. This is, what, the fourth or fifth location yeah, that was, we have recorded a podcast in the past like two years. I actually meant to talk about that in the pre-show. I, it's, it's I think maybe the fifth location, yeah. if not the sixth. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we've recorded in a lot of different spots. Yeah, I had uh, yeah a big time sort of, well, it, it got worked out pretty quickly, but it was a moderate turmoil in the moment. It felt like shit was really hitting the fan where uh, my girlfriend and I had to move rather quickly yep. to a new place, but we found one. Luckily, it wasn't far. We got moved. We're fine. Everything's fine. Good. But uh, yeah, it was it was a hectic week last week, certainly to keep up with music and to record a podcast. Yeah. So I, God forbid we take a week off, guys. Jesus, get off our backs. Right. You know, like that's the thing too is like, also Sean's been taking some time off from Twitter. Oh and yeah, so dude. I I deleted Twitter, which is maybe a bigger deal than you whoa. getting kicked out of your apartment and moving. You can take maybe right out of that sentence, Sean. <laughs> it's a bigger deal. I I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's off my phone. Um, it's still on my computer, but I don't really go on on my computer. So in terms of news or the minutia of the day to day Twitter bullshit that I'm always on top of, I've been out of the loop since Friday on it. I think that you're almost a week. You're probably healthier for it. I feel better. I feel better, and I've noticed that. Like, what's the point of trying to? It's like herding cats. You don't need Exa- to keep track of all no, that. No, you don't. It's it's pointless, and it has made me realize that I, I spent a lot of time on there and wasted a lot of time on Twitter because now I just find myself being like, "Huh, I'm pretty bored. What can I do now?" And before I would just be like, "Uh." Twitter, you right. know, so scan so it's been good. So I'm gonna rely on you, Jake, to uh, flag some of these news stories that we have, which we have a couple. Yeah, Lay we them do. On me. We have a couple. So a couple interesting ones, actually, both political. Mm. Um, Taylor Swift posted on Instagram uh, earlier this week about um, her urging people to go out and register to vote and to vote for Democrats. I think in Tennessee is that her home state. It is. Um, and she mentioned that she was going to vote for two male Democratic candidates, explained why she was not voting for a Republican female candidate, um, and laid out, laid sort of uh, on display her ideologies and the fact that she's left-leaning and that other people should go vote and should register. Um, and this comes on the heels of, of many years of her kind of catching flack in the mm-hmm. public eye for taking no stand using her platform. Um, and... Evidently, Sean, this this had a real effect because people went out and registered, and like mm, there were massive droves voter uh, turnout in terms of registration. That's awesome. So this had an effect, and so like, what, what's your take? Because we've we've sort of, I think both of us are fans of her music, and we've yeah. been critical of her as a persona on yes. the show. Um, if this were Stephen A. Smith reacting on first take or something, he would say something along on the long, along the lines of Taylor Swift. It's about damn time, yeah, right? And yeah. So it's like, yes, it's you about, just intimidated me. It's about damn time, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, I love that she's doing this, but it. No, nah, I don't want to say it's too little, too late. But it's like, hey, T, this would have been great before the 2016 election for Hillary, or before like we've gotten to the place that we're in. Granted, we have the midterms coming up. They're very important midterms. Some might say the most important of all time. Please get out and vote. So it's great that she's doing it for this. But it's like, okay. Yeah. Could you have done this two years ago? Yeah. I I agree. I'm going to be, I think, a hair more charitable and say that I think it's just a flat-out good. And I think that people, celebrity or not, have to come to this at their own, at their uh, own speed. That's fair. That's fair. And, like, because it's a it's a... Risk too, because I mean, she has her roots in the country yeah, music industry. And I'm sure, a lot of her fans are not happy about this. No, a lot of her fans, like especially from the early days, and probably yeah. I mean, this is it's a polarizing time. Yeah. Um, and I think I mean for her though, the 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 counter to that is like, well, 
she's as famous and successful as you could literally possibly be. So even if you put a dent in that, it's not like it's really going to hurt her bottom and, line. And you know what? Kudos to her um, for waiting until she really locked up her fame, fortune, and status as an all-time performer before coming out and saying this. Really savvy on her part. Um, that's my biggest issue here, and it still is like, okay, great, but it, it's... I would compare this to... I don't know, somebody who... It, it, it's just... It's a little... It's too little too late, I think. I really do. I do... Because this had a real effect. Done, this should have been done before. It should have been done before. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that should is a tough word there, though. Yeah, it's like because, like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like there's plenty of famous people who maybe didn't. I, I don't have examples. But I, she's the famous person, and one she of them is a, lot a of female role model. Yeah, and I'm a white man who's telling her what she should and shouldn't do <laughs> uh, on my terms and timelines. So I, you know, I think my opinion goes a long way. Fair enough. Speaking of opinionated white men, Sean, yeah. um, Donald Trump, our fearless president, um, yeah, met today, uh, I think it was today, with Kanye West, everyone's favorite Why? troubled um, rap superstar. Kanye West went to the White House, I think they had an arranged meeting for, it had been arranged for a while. He showed up in his MAGA hat, Make America Great Again hat. Um, a few little takeaways. Now, I followed this very lightly through social media. I did not watch the whole event. My favorite takeaways were the following. One, a camera a camera caught Kanye um, opening his phone to show Trump something. And he typed in his password, which was just 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0. It was just, <laughs> That's like really funny. It was just zero over and over. <laughs> Stupidity. It was really, really funny. And it got caught on camera. Uh, two, one of my favorite quotes, favorite being like, it's sort of an ironic, like, what the fuck has happened to the world way. He said that um, wearing the MAGA hat makes him feel like a superhero and said that basically because he did not have a strong male role model in his life. And so... So like, Trump is now his strong male role model? Is that what he's trying to say? I think that's what he was saying. And that's like so a, fucked up. In a circuitous way, yeah. Um, I'm... Okay. Jake, I, I got some I got some takes in in thoughts here on this. Do you, do you have another point? One last takeaway okay. that might interest you. He talked a lot about prison reform. It seems. Okay. Okay. He, and I watched this one clip where he was rambling about prisons. Okay. Not making a ton of sense, like Kanye of not. usually doesn't. And Trump could not have looked more bored. And I actually saw this funny po- Eric Andre, the comedian, posted an Instagram post of he was filming the conversation. And at the very end, he zoomed in to Trump's bored face and did the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. Yeah. It was was fitting. Because it was like, dude, there was not a lot of salient thoughts going on in that room between the two of them. So, did you happen to see the SNL performance by Kanye? That that should have been another news item that we missed. Bad. Really, really bad. That was in the midst of my moving. Embarrassingly bad. Yeah. And then he comes out at the end and he is wearing the MAGA hat and did this speech after the show stopped, I guess, where he said he was bullied backstage and people told him not to wear it. And then uh, the cast kind of lampooned him this previous week on SNL where Pete Davidson was kind of just like, dude, like, what are you doing? And kind of went at him. Um, Deservedly so because his performance was hot garbage and i'm really starting to get sick of his maga hat bullshit and he somehow thinks that him speaking at all is it means it is important and salient and makes sense it doesn't because he says so much stuff now that is just surface level bullshit that has nothing behind it and i'm getting really fucking sick of it he said he was going to put out Yandi the night of his SNL performance. That's not coming. Where is it? I don't know. Who knows? Um, Evidently, it's coming out in November. Is, the, is that... The, did he say that? Is that from the horse's mouth? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess Kim said it. We'll get to that in okay. Lee's radar. Anyways, I'm getting really sick of Kanye. My patience is wearing thin with that dude, so... I, I totally understand why, and it is for me, too, because like the way I sort of take it now is... I. Uh, I just can't. I don't even bother trying to defend him. I I don't. Although I did get in a discussion the other day with someone who said he was talentless, and I couldn't. Dude, he's I, not. No, that's the thing. That I'm kills an inherent me. defender. I he's defend. not. If you if you come at him 
and say anything along the lines of he's talentless, his music sucks, or he's never put out a good album, I will fight you on that. If you want to say he's being a jackass now, he is. fine. He is. And he, like, dude, the... The sad part is, like, I don't know if he understands... He doesn't. It seems like he is at a mental remove in terms of health. The, the real difficult part with all of this is his rebuttal to anyone who says he's doing something wrong is, ooh, it's free thought, and, like, I'm a superhero. It's like, dude, you're not making sense yeah. at all. That, I think that's what troubles me the most is, like, that uh, my reaction to it is more, like, kind of sadness. Yeah. Because it when, when I see it, I think, like, he's not making any semblance of sense. And it, it, it doesn't, like, anyone with any rational thought realizes that, like, the stuff he's saying... It's not resonating with people and like, dude... You just said even Trump was bored by the shit he was saying. He appeared bored. And like, dude, Trump, I'm sure has... Trump probably set in motion the trend of short attention spans. That dude seems like he'd be the most fucking annoying person to try to talk to. Absolutely. Seems like Trump just would never listen to you. No. He'd be like, yes, 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 it's wonderful, very wonderful. And you're like, I'm telling you about like how I have to move and like... Oh, I own many properties. It's like, Maybe dude, we can get you in one of those. I need to clap you on the back and keep walking. Oh, you can't. I couldn't fucking afford it, dude. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Do you understand You're a like, slumlord. how yeah. a person lives? Apparently, his his net worth has gone down by billions of dollars since being president. Well, dude, so that's, like, just in the that's last, good. Just in the last week, there was this huge story in the New York Times about the fact that he he probably and like did commit massive oh, yeah. tax so, fraud. Yeah, I, I actually meant to bring this up with you previously because um, towards the end of my my Twitter uh, span, was, I saw that going super viral, and I follow the New York Times on Twitter, and they were really pushing it hard. Nothing's gonna come of it. I, I didn't even read the article because I was like, obviously this happened. Yeah. I'm not surprised, and nothing's gonna come of this. And he actually even tweeted, he's like, the failing New York Times. Reporting on a story that's been done before many times, like very, very sad, and it's just like it's really shitty that he can even be like, "Come on, guys! Like nothing is gonna come of this." Well, it's like, dude, are we taking fucking crazy pills, man? Like, yes. If, like you, all this stuff happens, and like I think it was John Oliver this week pointed out he was like. Trump had a like a, by his standards a great week, and that's including like a, a blockbuster New York Times article exposing <laughs> right. him for massive tax fraud, right, right, and right. like and like basically um, indicting the entire Trump legacy that we've all known has been a fraud yes. the entire yeah, time. Exactly, exactly of his family and of him. Anyways, we've gone off, off, yeah, off so, track. So, the, the, anyways, headline for me: Taylor Swift good, Kanye West bad, and Kanye West sad, sad, very sad. sad. Yeah, yeah, very sad to me. Um, so it, it's it's really tough, um, but Jake, let's let's get off our uh, failing empire, yeah, and let's please. get into a great fall for music so far. Holy shit! So we've, like we said, have taken a couple weeks off. As a result, we've had an influx of new records come out that we've not been able to talk about yet, and I think what would be fun here is to do. A fall music recap so far, where we rank our top five fall albums that have come out so far. Um, would you like to start? Sure. Um, so I'm including all of October and September in this. Yep. For for my list. So um, number one, maybe it's uh, controversial to do this. I'm not sure, but I've uh, the Pine Grove record. That's my number one as well. Thank you. I'm I'm glad we're on the same page with that. I just listened to it again before we got here. Yeah. It, it's, it's so good. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, there's lots to break down with it. We've already sort of discussed the uh, the public reaction slash potential backlash slash whatever you want to make of it a couple weeks ago in our last episode yeah. when they announced it. We said our piece on that. We did. I, I want to talk a little bit about what the reception has been after. And it doesn't seem to be too different than what the initial reception was, where there's a block of people who have just written them off entirely and are, are saying, fuck you, I don't want to hear your music. Fine. There's another subset who are like kind of in the middle. And then there's another subset who's just like what seems to be their hardcore fans who are just like, yeah, this album's awesome and I forgive them. It, what bothers me about... 
that, not what you said, but about the mentality is like, the album just is awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, whether I forgive them or not, it's like, I don't even feel like I'm in a position where I can be forgiving people. Like, I no, I, Yeah, I'm I, just a fucking person. Right. The only facts I know are from the Pitchfork story yep. and whatever I've seen in yep. the time. But, uh, you know, I have no primary information. I've seen very little about it other than that. And based on what I know, seems like it's, you know, it, there's certainly way worse situations out there. Is it ideal? No. But the album's incredible. Like, you can, you have to be able to, like, we've talked a lot about holding two disparate thoughts yes. in your head at the same time that maybe people think seemingly contradict, but actually don't. Because you right. could think at the same time. Like, Kanye West is a great example. Yep. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, classic album. Masterpiece. Kanye West in 2018, not Jackass. a masterpiece. Yeah, exactly. Like, making a fool of himself. And not for nothing, but they purposefully left this album off of Spotify. It's on now. Oh, it's on there now. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 It's on as, However, of, as of October 5th. I was listening to it on Spotify. Okay. Okay. However, they donated all of the proceeds of the sales to charity. Um, they had put it up just on Bandcamp and whatever money they got from it, they, mm -hmm. they gave to charity. It seemed like they downplayed the release of this and were just kind of like, we just want to get it out there. We just want to kind of get back to, to being normal. We're not trying to, like, shove it in anyone's face or whatever. Although, I mean, I guess you could say the Pitchfork feature uh, kind of did that. Look, this album's excellent. They are a talented band, talented group of people. I expect big things from them in the future. And everything that I have learned about this situation... I, I feel like I've done my due diligence here. Yeah. And I have wrestled with... Can I be a fan of this band still? And the answer that I have come to myself is yes, I can be a fan of them. I feel okay with it. If you are someone out there who doesn't feel that way, that is perfectly fine. I understand. For me personally, just who I am and where I'm at, I don't have any qualms about listening to this album or enjoying it for what I think is kind of a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, I, and, and what I wanted to get into outside of the controversy, Jake, because I don't want that to be the only thing that we talk about with it. Um, I think this album might be better than Cardinal, even. I agree with you. I, I think it is, it's an exceptional album. Um, and I, I, I have the same sentiments that you do. I, I really I think I, I could repeat everything you just mm -hmm. said, but I agree. Like Maybe it's not my place to forgive him for what he did or didn't right. do, but, you know... I sort of grappled with the idea of what does it mean to listen to Pine Grove? What and what does that say about me? Is it something I want to say? And it, ultimately, I've made the decision to listen. So here we are. Whether it's right or it's wrong, and at I'm the listening. End of the day, look, and I, it's great I, music. I think there needs to be a conversation about different levels of yeah. this beha like unacceptable behavior. Yeah, like he didn't rape anybody. He didn't. You know, like, there's levels here, and it's a really tough situation. It's there's lots of gray areas. But I think canceling people 100% for any reason can be a slippery slope. And I'm yeah. not saying that no one should be canceled. Like, Bill Cosby, like, fuck that dude. Well, he's, yeah, he's like, in prison. Throw him in prison. He's, yeah. Throw away the key, Jake. Right. Sure. Evan from Pine Grove? Maybe not. Like, let's... There's nuance to these situations. And that's my whole argument here is, like, there's room for a conversation. And I think that conversation has been ignited by this whole situation. And we're going to see that continue with people like Louie coming back on stage or Aziz Ansari or name the person who's trying to rehabilitate themselves. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it comes down to... Again, do you, if someone is embroiled in some controversy or there's some amount of accusations levied against them, do you, no matter big or how small the accusation or how true it is, do you say never again, nope, they shouldn't have a career and I shouldn't support it? I personally don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that's for people to decide individually. I, oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Like, I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying that to me, to me, it's it's that's too black and white a way. I of agree, about and things. I think, um, and and it's a lens that we're not applying as a collective and as a society to people in the past. Correct, because like if you just look up like basically any musician, right? Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin, 
David Bowie, John Lennon. Weird stuff, man. People who have, you know, dark and troubled past yeah. with either abuse or, yep. or sexual misconduct. I mean, if you turned over, turned, like, basically lifted the cover off of what was going on in rock music in yep. the 60s, 70s, 80s, like, are we going to write all of them off right. too? Maybe some people will make the decision yeah. to do that. But I think that, again, like, that's sort of been my point where it's like, okay, like you said, this is the dude in Pine Grove. This isn't fucking, like the like I said last time, this isn't Axl Rose or right. someone who's right. like really abusing their power in their machismo right, right. as a front man in a band right. to like win over groupies. Like, right. It, this situation didn't seem that way. It's a nuanced situation. It's a complicated situation. And again, it's for everybody to decide what they want to do about it. But I think vilifying people for listening or not listening shouldn't happen. Right. Whatever you want to do, fine. But if you want to listen to this fucking band, go for it. If you don't, fine. I do what you want to do. Well, it's not like they've been assholes about it either. No, like no. He, they've come out and done a lot to try to support victims and try to advocate for yeah. victims and try to make reparations and yes. respect the wishes of the supposed they, victim in this did. case. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, look, I'm not looking at Pine Grove as any. They're not some great villain. No. Like no. It was were there probably mistakes made? Sure, but like, it. It just seems like it's on the very far low end of the spectrum of these abuses. And the final thing I'll say about it before we actually talk about the songs, because yeah, yeah. I, I really want to talk about Me the too. songs, Me too. is, you know, you got to trust your gut with this stuff. And yeah. you, you do need to do your due diligence in figuring out, you know, to the best of your ability what happened. And also, Jake, we've met this dude. Yeah. We met him, and nothing about the interaction that we had with him would indicate sinister behavior right i kind of have to trust my interaction with this guy over like what someone on reddit is is you know what some fan on reddit might say or what their opinion might be yeah so i get it if you want to write them off i am personally not going to and i'm going to discuss this album which has some of my favorite songs of the year on it yeah um and I have to say, like, to dive into this conversation, when I first heard Rings come on, that first song of this album, it's I was blown away. Hooked. Rings is, is an amazing opener. Yeah, there's um, there's some tone, there's a, there's a certain tone that um, Pine Grove gets out of the quality of their recording and of the way their instruments just sound. Yep. It's this, like, beautiful mix of lo-fi a little bit of that indie thing that people kind of always mix their name in with yep. and the country sound. And the, the, the riff to Rings is, is a perfect, like, exemplar of that sound. Yep. And when they when it comes in and the whole band crashes in and you hear, like, those little, uh, the slide yes. pedal guitar. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. dude, it's a, it's a beautiful sound that, that this band, like, so can good. make. So good. And, and, and honestly, dude, like, as I go through the track list, like, it... There's not. It doesn't let up. No. It, it's, no. It certainly does not, Jake. It's really, really good. Uh, and we know through. we've we already knew some of these songs before, whether they've been played live or they've been on you know previous releases. So Intrepid was obviously were released as a single almost a year ago at this point. Intrepid works so well for me. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorite songs of last year, and every time I hear it on this album now, it feels fresh. It feels like a song of this year. Yes, basically. it does. So that. I was looking at my last FM stats the other day, and from that being released last year and us having like a run with it just as a single track last year, and then again kind of rediscovering it this year, it's become one of my most played on on in general of any song since I started tracking uh, things on last FM. Angelina is another one that obviously we knew from yep. uh, everything so far. A great reimagining of it. I have th this might be. Better than the original. I, I sort of like both versions very differently. And I'm glad they both things. exist. I, I'm very glad they both exist. I wouldn't want to replace one with the other. Neither uh, would I. But I'm really glad they both exist. So the one criticism, Jake, I have seen from fans, um, and this is outside of any of the, the discussion we just had. This is purely yeah, about, the the, one criticism about, the, about the music is... Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying, yeah, great album. I wish some of those shorter songs either A, weren't on there, or B, were fleshed out more. And those songs in particular, I think, are Thanksgiving, Amulets, and Patterson and Leo. So I have to say, I, am, I disagree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. I think 
the little vignette songs that are on here uh, set mood, feel, and get you along to the next centerpiece so fucking well. I would not trade Thanksgiving, Patterson and Leo, or Amulets for anything. In particular, I think Patterson and Leo is a gorgeous song, and I love just that line on warm night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. What do I have to be nervous for? I think Patterson, just for that, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Patterson and Leo and Thanksgiving both have some of my favorite moments on the entire record. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patterson and Leo, like, I wouldn't trade, certainly not trade Patterson and Leo. Like, dude, that's it. It's an unfair criticism of that song. That song is 30 seconds longer than Angelina. Yeah. It like it's two oh nine. That's a full song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving's great. I mean, I guess if you're gonna have a knock, make it amulets because it's a minute oh sure. one, and I think it 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 does the least for me. I think it's the least full, yeah, yeah. full fledged thing. Um, dude, the way this album closes out is that, so incredible. Oh my god, darkness, skylight, and light on. Dude, I would throw easy enough into, yeah, right. into that. Sure, as but like well. if we're gonna I, to me like easy enough is the end of the middle of the okay, album in a way. Yeah, fair, fair. I think of darkness, skylight, and light on as like the yep. closing suite of it's, big songs. So darkness mm, is like top five Pine Grove song for me. I think at this point, I think that song's amazing. I think the way it starts, the way it, it uh, the, like the lyrics on it, the sublime reference on there about roaches in the pot. Okay, right. Um, I wonder what that was. Just the, this could be like a Sheryl Crow song being like, are you strong enough to be my man? Like, yeah. that is a line that is so earnest and heartfelt. It almost sounds silly, but it, it works in this song. The, the, so I totally agree. Like that song has been one of the, I mean, it was one of the, my highlights from the beginning and it's only continued to grow. It's right up there with my favorites on the album. Intrepid, I think remains my favorite darkness skylighter in that second mm-hmm. range mm-hmm. with rings. Light on is incredible too. And, um, it reminds me of like shine a light by yeah. the stones. Yeah. 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 Um, That's a great point. Where it has this like kind of, almost spiritual almost gospel thing going for it yes and there's some like jazzy pianos going on like they really leaned into that yep. part of their sound or what you could argue is a new aspect yes. to their sound um and skylight to me is is a really Be effective gorgeous. like gr- growing sort of momentum builder gorgeous like to me that one yep. really builds in a nice way yep. um what i've found with this album dude is like m- more than any other album or or more than a lot of albums this year uh, there have been just moments and little hooks and little things where I'm like, oh yeah, that is this song. And right. as I'm listening back, I'm like, that's been stuck in my head for right. days and I forgot that it was from this. I've been singing to myself yeah. like the why I ought a thing or whatever. Like yes. oh any of those God. lines, like yeah. these little parts get like, thank you, Patterson. Thank yep. you, Leo. Yep. That kind of stuff gets stuck in my head. Like totally the building drums in Angelina. Yep. Like, and, yep. I, and I realize as I'm listening, I'm like, oh yeah, that's where that is. Like It's this subconscious thing. And you know what's interesting is I was lucky enough to be able to introduce this album to a few people yep. and, and play it for the first time for them. One of these situations was with my little sister. We were driving. I was driving her back to school. And I was like, oh, you, you like Pine Grove, right? Have you heard this new record? She said no. Uh, and I put it on. And when you are able to listen to an album that you've heard many times already with fresh ears and listen to it like it's your first time with someone who hasn't heard it before. You can kind of put yourself in their shoes. I don't know if you've done that before. I, I definitely it, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, where it's just like, I'm going to listen to it like you're listening to it. Oh, sure, yeah. And especially when like Darkness came on and Skylight, it was just like I could feel her being like, oh shit, this is good. Yeah, man. It, it, it was awesome. It was a good moment. It's actually something I'll challenge myself to do with like songs I've heard a million times. Yeah. Like... Hey Jude or yep. something or like Born Born to Run. Yep. Like I'll be like, okay, like imagine you're hearing this for the first time. Yep. Or what's also fun is imagine you're hearing it for the first time when it came out mm-hmm. and what it, like satisfaction's mm-hmm. a big one for me with that recently. Yep. Um. Anyways, man, yeah, I think like the eleven songs, thirty minutes. It's very listenable. I think it like track for track really stands up. Absolutely. I think every song deserves its spot on here, even if you're gonna quibble about amulets. I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't enjoy listening to things. I don't either. I or Patterson. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I don't know that it's that people don't enjoy it. It just, I saw more than one comment on Reddit or whatever that said, I just wish these were longer. Like, yeah, sh- you know what? I don't, though. I, don't I think they work perfectly as what they are. 
And I think the way that this album improves upon Cardinal is that, like, Waveform is a great example. Could Waveform have been a minute 30 and only taken the best pieces of that? Maybe. Yeah, and yeah. I think on this album, that's sort of what they did. They're like, all right, we have these slower songs that are maybe like, they're not, they don't hold together as well as maybe Skylight or Darkness or Rings do as a three to four minute song. We're going to take the best minute 30 of this and just put it on the record. I'll say, man, like Patterson and Leo and Thanksgiving, especially, I always really look forward I do too. to. And if the, they were longer, I don't, I wouldn't, I'd be sick of them. I think depends. Yeah. But like, I think the part at the end of Thanksgiving, when he's talking about like, uh, is it Thanksgiving where he, it, the, the lyric, like, will you wait for me? Like I wait for you or whatever, that whole thing. I think that's Thanksgiving. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Beautiful, like touching lyric and like a really, I think, important moment on the album. So, anyways, yeah, uh, and I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, Jake, and say this is my second favorite album of the year behind, behind Foxing. Foxing. Yep. Very nice. Yep, yep. I, I, I've solidified that. It's these two at the top. Uh, everyone else is fighting for third. Very nice. Yep, for bronze. Uh, Jake, what is your number two album of the fall? So we both had Pine Grove Skylight so, at number one. <laughs> I let me. Th I'm trying to think here. I think my second favorite of the September October albums. It, it, it's one that we've talked about before. As of now, because it's the one I've listened to sort of the most, and I had a nice run with it. Is that low album double negative? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good one. I it's think that's one. my second favorite right now from the September October nice. sort nice. of range. Yeah, and we we talked about that a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago now on the podcast. Jake, here is my number two album, and this is one that I was kind of surprised about. Uh, it's this new record from La 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 La. I think that's how you say La 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 La. La yeah. La La La. Uh, it's called The Lamb. Um, I've been listening to this one nonstop. Yeah. Just nonstop. I, I would describe this as <sighs> dream poppy. Yeah. Uh, but also giving me a. Deer Hunter Halcyon Digest era vibe as okay. well yep. on some songs. Um, it's like 30 minutes long, 10, 11 tracks. Um, there's a few on here that have made it onto my best songs of 2018 playlist, in yep. particular the opening track Destroyer, uh, along with Moth and When You Die. Um, just if you're into that, like this, this is like an indie record, indie record, where it's just like, it's that sound. It's so that sound. Like, when I'm referencing Halcyon Digest, it's of that, like, of that quality. Yeah, it's that shimmery sort yeah. of, uh, shimmery, uh, kind of like, crackly type of, uh, sort of like a lo-fi dream pop sound. Yes. So have you been able to spend much time with this one, Jake? Yeah, I think that, honestly, of, of uh, these albums... It, I would have it. I think I'm gonna have it like at five okay. or, or around. It's like I, okay. I'm still kind of like making the list as I go here because yeah, I have yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. of nominees. Yeah, it's either like an honorable mention or it is fifth or okay. it's, it's in that range. I, I've been enjoying it a lot too. Spend, spend some more time with it because I think this is one where oh, like, I've listened to it a handful of times okay. this week alone. But even even when I listened to it a handful of times to begin with, I was like, yeah, this is good. This is definitely good. And it didn't quite click to like that like sixth or seventh listen where I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I actually love this. Yeah. Um, this is making a run at like a top ten album of of twenty eighteen for Very me. Nice. And and I'm I'm glad that I discovered this and it goes to show that September is always that last week in September is always like a heavyweight month. Or, or week for releases. Yeah. Uh, so that's my number two so far is La 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 La, The Lamb. Very nice. Uh, so for third, I think I'm going to put, um, I think I'm going to put the new Brockhampton album Dude, at third. That's my number three as well. Actually, Iridescence. I've been really enjoying this it. album fucks, Jake. It's really good, it man. It fucks, it slaps, it slams, all of the above, whatever you want it to Smacks. be. It does. Um, I actually had a nice little run with it last night into today and listened to it like three times over the past 24 hours. Uh, when I first checked this out, I didn't really know what to make of it or what it was going to be about because I'd always heard of Brockhampton on like Twitter and people reference them, but I'd never listened. Um, I was kind of blown away by what they're doing on this album. And for anyone who doesn't know, Brockhampton is, is like a rap collective um, and the way they kind of alternate verses and songs and things like that is is really really impressive. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, really cool moments on here. It, there, it's uh, 
some intense rap moments that are really great. Some, I think, weighty um, lyrical themes on here. I think it actually is the song Weight that it seems to be about. Um, I think it's Kevin Abstract is the member of the band who is gay. And mm-hmm. I think it's about like experiencing like not knowing what's going on yep. when you can't have sex with your girlfriend. Like, why is that right. not working? Right. And like the, the internal turmoil that that causes. There's so many like cool little hooks. The song Thug Life stood out to me. Thug Life's great. It has this cool hooky thing. I'm trying to remember. It's one near the, the uh, I think it might be either the last track or Tanya. There's this cool like rhythm that goes under this like chanted yep. female vocal. Yep. Yep. Um, and it does this thing where they like emphasize the offbeat under it. Yeah. It's this really interesting thing. They, they, they seem like a band that's cool. Now that I've seen this knock, and I don't really, I can't speak to it. I yep. don't fully understand it. But I've seen like Brockhampton will get lumped in. Like, oh, this is rap that white people like. Oh, like that's like that's like uh, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> but like, I, whatever. I mean, like that. I don't think that necessarily. It's funny because again, I uh, I was hanging out with my little sister. She's eighteen. She's a freshman in college, and she's like, "Yeah, my roommates are obsessed with this new album that just came out." And I was like, "Oh, is it the Carter Five? And she's like, "No." I was like, "Oh, Brockhampton." She's like, "Yeah, that's the one." This is, I think. Like white college kid rap, but I gotta say, man, like it, as far as that goes, I think it could be a whole hell of a lot worse. Like, oh my god, when I yeah. think of like college anthem rap, I think especially for like white frat bros, I think of like Asher Roth. Oh yeah, or like three hundred three. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Good call, good call. Or some of that lame shit. Like to me, there's there's, there's more interesting things going on. In this Absolutely, album. and like, dude, there's like uplifting lyrics. They're talking about like mental health and like. You, discovering your sexuality and just like being a person and like I really like all and of that. For what it's worth, I think there's awesome production throughout, interesting hooks the throughout. Raps are dude, they're there. Like on what like weight is probably my favorite song. Yeah, and there I don't know who the guy is, but there's that little hook. It's there for like thirty seconds towards the end of the album. It's like pressure makes me lash back. Wish I could get past that. Like I love that part on that song. Um, There's all kinds of cool vocal samples that yeah. like really hook you too. Uh, San Marcos is another favorite of mine uh, that I really like, and then um, it's this looks like a French name. Javert. Javert. I really like that song too. Tanya's great as well. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like have looked forward to going back to this more than I thought. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna end up being. This will rank, I think, pretty highly because I actually, like, right now talking about it, I'm looking forward to going back to it. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, that, that's my number three as well. I'm glad we uh, we are both liking that one. So, if I'm going to pick a number four... Yeah, what do you got? Um, I think what I'm going to go with there is the No Name album. Okay, yeah. Um, Room 25. Uh, and I talked at more length about No Name uh, on a recent podcast. I don't know if it was the last one, but it came out a few weeks ago, and... I think she continues with a, a streak of really consistent and like, dude, she is one of the better rappers going right now in terms of like style, flow, technique, mm-hmm. her sheer poetry, um, and and the the beats that she goes for. Like, I feel like I've trended maybe more than you have been want to do toward the like that sort of sound of like glitchy jazzy production yeah. the like the very subtle jazzy yeah. stuff yeah. that's definitely more your wheelhouse and she does that a lot like a rapper like Milo does that did a lot did you listen to the new Milo album I by did the way? not I didn't either and he said he's like done making music under the Milo name too. that's what I heard and like yeah. people were tweeting at back at him tr- like saying like are you gonna do your like the the s- scallops thing? right right and he's like no yeah that's done like one more finishing one more thing like I don't know if that dude's retiring or what mm. interesting character I, I kind of compare them and like open Mike Eagle yeah those types of dudes uh, with No Name. I think No Name is doing it just as well or better than any of them. Yep. And um, I really, really appreciate her, just everything about what she's doing. One of the biggest distinctions between our rap tastes, Jake, yep. are you, I think, gravitate more towards the artsy, jazz-influenced rap. I am a sucker for the super mainstream like party rap. And I'm talking like Drake... Travis Scott, those guys. I seem to like that a little bit more than you. You still like it. Yeah. It's just I really attach to it. And then you really attach to that jazzy stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's good. But like, I don't really spend a whole lot of time with it. That's where we we diverge. I think I that's think. totally fair. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of shared area in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. For but sure. Yeah. I, um, no, I agree. And, and I, I have to say, like, if I could rank 
Astro World in this fall. Music. <laughs> you would have put it. I would have put it probably. I would have put it behind Pine Grove. You would put it like negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, because like I've continued to listen to that, and I actually checked out um, his album before this. Birds in the Trap sing McKnight. Really good too. Yeah, really, really good. You can see the seeds being planted for what Astro World would be. Uh, but I, I fuck and Travis got great performance on SNL too. Yeah, I've been planning a listen to Astro World, but like frankly, with all the craziness with moving and shit, I've been trying to just catch up on these albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have something to talk about you. on this podcast. I hear you. I hear you. I'm yeah. gonna get there. I'm gonna get I, uh, there. I'm it, looking forward to the listen, dude, because like based on what you've shown me of Travis Scott, I've really liked so it. So fun. That album's so fun. Uh, I, I love it. I love Astro World. My number four, Jake, is going to be this new Adrian Lenker album. Oh, nice. That's uh, really, the, awesome. the front woman and lead singer-songwriter of Big Thief, one of our favorite bands over the last few years. So this got put out uh, just this past Friday, actually. Um, kind of a little bit more stripped back than than Big Thief, because B- Big Thief... There's very little of that full band production. It's almost her and an acoustic one, guitar. Yes, and one of the things I love about Big Thief is like they'll have guitar riffs that kind of just explode out of the speakers where you wouldn't really expect it. They do a great, loud, quiet kind of thing. Yeah. This album from Adrian Lanker is kind of more of the quiet. It's definitely more... Of just like you said, acoustic stuff, less of the almost no electric guitar here. Um, so if you really like that softer Big Thief sound, which I do, uh, this is definitely worth checking out. Uh, the song, I guess, blue, blue and White Horses, yep. or, or whatever that song is, is really, really good. And that, that stuck out to me uh, when I first heard it as well. Um, this blue is, and Red Horses, yeah. This reminded me of a. Of a of stuff like kind of like Great White Shark by on on, on yeah, Big Thief yeah, that's album. A, that's a really good point. Or like I think it's Interstate is mm-hmm. one of the one, or maybe not Interstate. What's the one that's um, Velvet Ring, where it's like yes. it's kind of yes. her over like some plucked and I, I, I it, and not for nothing. I think the acoustic guitar work on there is really nice. It, There's some cool melodic yep. lines going on in the in. It's not just strumming. No, no, no. Like no. there's some cool stuff. I I've been really enjoying this album too. I I considered putting it at five. I've only listened twice, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. What I'm going to do is actually, um, and I'm going to keep La 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 and Joyce Manor actually as Joyce, honorable yep. mentions. Yep. I'm going to keep those three as honorable mentions. I'm actually going to ch- make a last minute change and make the McCartney album my fifth. Love it. Because is it great? No. Is right. it a masterpiece? No. Right. I've listened to it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I listen yeah. A lot. And like, there's songs like I don't know and. Um, Oh, what's that one? Um, Happy with you yep. and um, Fu you. Fu you. Those Great songs, like, song. I've gone back to them, and like, is it kind of a basic pick for me? Probably, but like, You're right. I, I've listened a lot, and I really got a lot of pure enjoyment out of it. Yeah. And like, there, there's no sense in trying to pretend I haven't. No, no, and I think that's fair, and I, I do like that you're giving that some love because it definitely deserves it. Um, I could easily put that Joyce Manor album in fifth, and I probably would, but I want to shout out this Restorations album. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never listened to them. This is an Ian Cohen-centric album, <laughs> and, and this is how I actually found it, is he was talking this up. It's cool. Only, it's only 24 minutes long. It reminded me of Japan Droids filtered through... Nah, I don't even really know, but if you like... That Japan Droids kind of earnest rock sound, I think you'd find some stuff that you would like on this Restorations album, which is called LP5000. Um, the song Non-Believer was one that I, I really liked and, and will go back to. Overall, like, you know, what is it, like eight songs or something, 24 minutes, uh, nine songs, whatever it is. It's not going to keep your attention forever, but it's a nice little, like, hey, I'll throw that on. Um and then I had another couple tracks I just wanted to shout out here. These aren't albums that um, I've spent a, like a ton of time with or even listened to in full, but there's a song, there's a couple songs on that new phosphore- phosphorescent album, Say La Vie, that are good. New Birth in New England is a great song, uh, and then Christmas Down Under was a really cool, like kind of bluesy groove. And then I don't know if you've heard of this album, Jake. By fucked up, dose your dreams. I think I saw it. It's like this punk rock opera. It's way too long. I only listened to half of it, but there's this song. It's the fourth track called "Normal People," and it's pretty different than the other stuff on it. it sounds like David Bowie, and like it's straight out of like the early '70s. It sounds like Ziggy Stardust in a way. I would highly recommend 
checking out that song, Normal People. Cool. I've really been liking that one. Good deal. Um, and then last note here, Jake, the new Titus Andronicus EP. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Home Alone on Halloween. So this features a uh, a cover or a, a reworked version of Home Alone. Then there's this song called Only a Hobo, which is kind of like a Dylan-esque yeah. uh, jaunt. And then the centerpiece of this uh, is a 16-minute track called A Letter Home, which is reminiscent of like Battle of Hampton Roads or some of the other like truly epic songs from Lamentable Tragedy or uh, The Monitor that I think is among the best songs that Patrick Stickles has written. The lyrics on that are amazing. Definitely worth checking out if you like that vibe from Titus. How do you feel about the Home Alone song in general? I feel like it's it's, it's fine. It's catchy. It's fine. It's like very much a riff rock song. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I, I I sort of when it was on uh, a productive cough and it, when it was on this like reworked with like yeah. thriller style organs <laughs> yeah, in the background. Yeah. I I still can't tell if this song is like kind of just more tongue in cheek than anything. It, I think it is. Okay. And I think a lot of a productive cough kind of was and. This little EP, the Home Alone on Halloween one, I really think those other two songs were just kind of like add-ons to be like, I have a letter home ready to go and think this song is fucking awesome. I'm going to put these other two with it. Um, I think a letter home is better than anything that was on a productive cough. What's funny is that at 16 minutes, I I mean, whatever. They can do whatever they want. Any artist can. But, like, if that's the logic, you could just release that on its own. Oh, I know. It might even have more – it might get more attention. Yeah, I know. That song would. I know. But, yeah, interesting stuff. And I I gave that a listen to. So it's been a chock-full few weeks here for music, Jake. And I think I mentioned to you before – Oh. This other single that came out, new Sharon Van Etten single came out. I don't oh, know yeah. if you got a chance to listen. It's called Comeback Kid. Does not sound like Sharon Van Etten, and that's a good thing. And I was having a conversation with somebody um, who actually told me to listen to this. And I was like, yeah, I've always liked Sharon Van Etten. It's been too much of the same sound. This is almost like a disco, like like poppy rework of a, a Sharon Van Etten song. It's really, really good. I would recommend checking it out. And then there's a new Rostam single out there too uh, that I was surprised to to come across called uh, "In the River" or something like that. In a river, yeah. Uh, some nice violins and strings on there, so that was another good one too. So uh, then we have the "Star Is Born" soundtrack to listen to, Jake. So a lot of stuff going on in the music world. It has indeed been like a loaded few weeks and. Not yeah. a good time to be moving, Jake, and to no, have... And, uh, and to be frank, it's it's you and the listeners I owe an apology to. Oh, you're goddamn right. But you, you know what? You should take it up with my shitty landlords yeah, in the I last know. place. Yeah, I know. I will. I will. Be like, hey, I'm trying to get Jake into Astro World, and, and you guys pull this 30 days and you got to be that's out? That's some bullshit. Bullshit? Yeah. So do you want to do this this hot take or do it another uh, time? I will save that for because okay. I'm still working out some comparisons and reasons. Still baking it. it it's still... it's. Gonna be half baked when it comes out. This it's is, only a quarter baked right now. I'll just preface and I'll, I'll preview for the Please, listeners. Yeah, this is a this is a wild take. I'm very interested to hear the logic. I actually like looked at what this argument is, and still don't think that I have found a connection that I can make on my own okay. independently. I'm very okay. interested to see your. I have like a few off the top of my head. It hit me one night. I haven't been able to think of more since. But I know they're out there. Okay, a few reasons is good enough. Do you want to do you want to lead into this release radar? Yes. Uh, so we discussed earlier Kanye West, Yandi. Yeah. That's coming late November. You said according I, to Kim. I, I'm pretty sure Kim Kardashian. I saw it on Twitter at one point. I think she said November 23rd. I don't know if that it's makes a week sense. Of Thanksgiving. It sounds like it. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see if that actually happens. We have another few here. Here's one, Jake, that I know neither of us give a fuck about. There's a Quavo solo album coming. Yeah, I mean, you can just... you can. Like... So, is there a bigger, like, just something we don't care about than Migos in general in the rap world? Because Migos is huge. You could, you could I say... don't give a fuck about Migos. I don't either. You could say, like, I think we we trend that way on the Jay-Z, Beyonce oh, thing. Oh, yeah, totally. A little bit totally. more with Jay-Z totally. and definitely with the Carters. Even with Beyonce a little bit, like, dude, as much yep. as I, I will admit Lemonade is great and that I liked it at the time, I've never felt like listening again. No. So, yeah, I no, think that's I, up there. I know what you mean. We also have a new uh, Kurt Vile album. Kurt Vile, 
great time of year yep. for a Kurt Vile record to come out. I, it, I'm excited for it's this. It's called Bottle It In, and he had a single that I listened to the other day. It's like nine minutes long. It's called uh, Back Ass Words. Was it good? Did ba- you oh, like no, it? Bass Ackwards. Okay. Um, or Bass Ackwards, if you're going to do like the B-A-S-S is bass. I, I've sort of purposefully stayed away from listening to any of these singles. Just I listen- I... It's the only one I listened to, okay. and it was, it was pretty cool. There was a lot of, as you could probably imagine, backwards track guitars oh, in there. Oh, I like that. Cool I, I sound. Like that. Had a cool sound going on. I always love Kurt Vile. He sneaks up on me with every album yeah. where I'm like, there's no way this... Like, I'm thinking specifically of the one he put out in 20... Was it 16? The one with Pretty Believe I'm Going on Down. It. Believe I'm Going Down. That first came out, and I was like, ah, yeah, I don't love this as much as uh, Pretty Days or, or Smoke Ring. The more I listened over the last couple years, I'm like, oh, no, that's, like, pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, Kervile just always brings it. He always he delivers. Did you see that he uh, did Marin? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Did you listen? No, not yet. Oh, okay. It's I in my, like, literally will never get through Dude, I'm length so, queue of podcasts. Dude, I'm so backed up on podcasts now. Yeah. So backed up. Uh, the last one, Jake, is St. Vincent is coming out with a reworking of Mass Seduction that she put out last fall around this time. Um, it's called Mass Education, which is actually what I thought it was called in the first place. Oh, did you really? Uh, yes. So I'm hoping, Jake, because Mass Seduction didn't totally do it for me with the exception of a few songs. There were moments. I'm hoping this reworking can get me back into this this record because uh, I love St. Vincent, didn't love Mass Seduction, so we'll see. We'll see. Mass Seduction was like, actually, the 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 St. Vincent album I've listened to the most. Okay, yeah. Not in terms of like, that doesn't right. mean I loved it. Right. I just never got into her before right. and I listened to it as like one of many on a list. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it and I thought that there was a lot of cool stuff going on with it. Yeah. Um, New York is... Awesome. Undeniable. Happy birthday, Johnny. I always yep. liked. Yep, yep. Um, there's other cool ones on yeah, there. Yeah, there's other good stuff on there. So I think I just need to spend more time with it. Um, but yeah, Jake, I think uh, we have a lot to listen to yeah. outside of any new stuff that's coming. In particular, Astro World. Yeah, I got to I gotta get there on yes. that one. I will. Absolutely. I will by that's, the end. That will be in my top 10 albums at the end of this year. I fucking Love it. Good deal, man. I, yes. I I will. I promise to have listened to it a handful Once. of times. No, I'll listen more. <laughs> before it's long, before I will say it's point. long. The way for, for any listeners who might be interested in in Travis Scott or Astro World, I would not recommend putting your head down and being like, "I'm going to listen to the whole album." I think you need to listen to the first three tracks, like over and over again. And then, like, come back to it. And let it play. Listen to Stargazing, Carousel, and Sicko Mode. And then maybe pick out some other ones you like and only listen to those. That's And then listen to the whole album. That's how I would get into albums when I was younger. I would listen to, like, the hits. And then sometimes I'd be too lazy Dude, to, I think, to skip past tracks. Yep. yep and yep. then I would get, I would be like, oh, I really like those other, like, filler tracks. What happened? That's, that's exactly what happened with Astro World. And then I was like, you know what? The rest of this is just fine to put on in the background. And it's a long album. It takes up time. So whenever I was, like, I would have, like, my sister over or I'd be, like, on a car ride or something and I didn't know what else to put on. I'm like, I'll throw on Astro World because, like, it's rap. Everyone kind of will like it. And that just kind of seeped in over time. So yeah. that's kind of, I wouldn't, like, if you go into this album being like, I'm listening from the first track to the last track, you're not going to like it. Well, and like, I think, yeah, and it's turned into, I think throughout the course of the year, both of us and a lot of people have like pet albums. Yeah. Casey Musgraves was my pet album this year where I was just like, I'm going to treat this, I'm going to pamper it like as good as it is, even more than it deserves. Yep. And as a result, I'm like, well, I just fucking love yep. it and will listen literally anytime. Yeah. I think that's, that's where, you, where you've gotten me. to with Astro World. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I would love for you to listen to it. I definitely so we will. Can, we I can definitely will. Together. Yes. Um, but that's it for this episode. We will be back in the future. Hopefully, neither of us have to move in the next two weeks, Jake. If, if I had to move next week, I might just fucking leave town, dude. I, yeah. I, I might like just take what I can carry on that back and put it in a bindle stick. and be like, "Listen, dude, like head you, for the West Coast. You can clear my shit out of the apartment. <laughs> yeah, you yeah can, I don't want it anymore. You can move the fucking futon this <laughs> yes, time." Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, it's tough, tough stuff. Well, you know what? It could be a lot worse. Could be. It I could, could be, be a in a worse. country where the president is an insane clown man. Oh, wait. We already are. Oh, wow. Huh. 
Okay, maybe things aren't so great. Uh, anyways, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Okay. Um, we're on. I was wondering, Sean, whether you think. This is not. This is not right. Something's happening where I think. Talking to your microphone. She asked where we going. I said the moon. <laughs> okay, I think I figured it out. Okay, I think okay. we're good. Okay, um, cool. so. I had this thought as I was walking home from work today, mm-hmm. or to my car. Do you, so in theory, so the number 10, 10 is like this, it's the round number. I actually mm-hmm. thought about it when they were talking about the fact that Jason Tatum is 20, yep. on Pardon My Take. And I was like, oh, that's a nice round number. And I was thinking about, do you think the reason 10 is what we've agreed upon as like the round number? Because it really is arbitrary. Yep. Is because we have ten fingers and ten toes. Oh, maybe it's just like, ingrained like that. That's a through great history, point. ten was like that's a great point. It's a full two it's hands. Easy, it's easy. And five's half. Yeah, that's a good point. Because like you could, and I was that led me down a further rabbit hole about the fact that like what is a single digit and double digit number and triple digit number is also arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Because ninety, like you look at ninety nine people versus a hundred people, there's no, nothing. Telling you contextually that it's a different number of digits. Yeah, could be any number. Yeah, that makes sense. Like in theory, you could have you, you could have twelve or fourteen be the first double yeah. digit number. Yep. and group it by that much. That makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like I do. Like ten. Like say you had eleven single digit numbers. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, 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 you, yeah. Like yeah. ten was the twelfth yep. number. Yep. yep, that makes sense. I know what you mean. It is. It is arbitrary. Yeah. yeah it yeah, it yeah. seems it. It's like a language. Okay. I expected more resistance. No. From no. No. That. that makes complete sense. I, I'm. I'm with you. On and that. the fact that you did not argue makes me think. I feel better about. That. Oh yeah. No. That, I was like, that is makes this a sense. weird thing to think. Am I? Well, yeah. Something? It's a weird thing to think. But I. Sure. I get it. Um. I wanted to talk about a Star Is Born, Jake. Yeah. Let's we do both it. saw it. Um. We both liked it. I wanted to talk about some of the songs in it. Yeah. So. I think The Shallow is an awesome song. It's really good. I think that song is great. Um, The rest of them are kind of funny in a way because they have to sort of be cliche. Yeah. In in a way, because it's a movie and it's like you got to appeal to a lot of people and it needs to be songs that everyone kind of understands what they're all about. I legitimately really liked that first song that Bradley Cooper played. It's oh, like with this, the riff, with the dude, guitar riff. This one, yeah, this one's awesome. Um, and when this started in the movie, I was like, and then, then you get this this drum man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, I, I I like this. I like this one. I also like the last one he wrote. And then, like this. This song's really cool. I had that riff, Sean. The dude. I had that riff stuck in my head like the rest of the night. I did too. Because it was in the credits. I will say, though, that song has been done a billion oh, sure. times yeah. before. It's a good version of that riff. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I really like that. Shallow's great. Uh, we talked about how shitty that pop song she did on yeah. SNL is. Why don't you do that, do that, do that, do that, do that to me? Yeah, like that sucked. Um, and I was listening to The Watch, and they said that last song, I'll Never Love Again, <laughs> like that song is trash. They're they like, thought so? Yeah, they're like, that is so bad. Like, hmm. I, I didn't think so. I, 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 I get I, what they're saying. It's so on the nose. Yeah. And even in the in the theater, I, I mentioned to Brittany, I was like, this is a cliche of what this song is. Like, yeah. this is as cliche as cliche gets for, like, tribute, someone just died songs. R- right. I mean, I think part of the idea, too, is, like, he wrote it before he died. And, like, maybe there's yeah. some... Yeah, there, there's and some it works both ways. I get that. Like, if someone actually wrote that song, I don't think people would go, oh, that song fucking sucks. Like, right. that really... I actually... I personally thought, like, that song, I thought it was pretty affecting. But I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. 
it's hard to do a movie about music and music stardom especially seems difficult to oh me yeah to do with like the right balance yeah yeah, it um, does. But yeah, I, I I thought they they handled it really well. What is the closest approximation to a real life band that Jackson Maine would be? How a how popular is he? B okay. who in real life is closest? Because the thing I thought of the whole time was Kings of Leon. Yeah, where so- I was like, oh, those brothers are like the drunkest craziest people and when he was in the car with his driver at the very beginning and he's like just pull over here yeah yeah, yeah. and they're like oh this isn't your kind of place you serve alcohol in my kind of place dude it's like okay okay. Well, okay in terms of fame kings of leon i buy that I yeah think that makes sense um i i think like in terms of sound they remind me kind of of drive-by truckers yeah their, their whole yeah, aesthetic yeah, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. that Really, really rock tinged country. Yes. Also, dude, the scenes where he was shit house drunk were so fucking funny and yes. sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the one where Lady Gaga's character comes home and she's like, "Are you drunk?" And he's like, "What? Huh? Are you wasted right now?" And he's like, uh, uh, "And she's like, it's eleven in the morning." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like obviously, it's really, really sad. Right. Um, or when he, I, I he really, was great in the movie. He was amazing and is definitely going to get best actor nomination buzz. Yeah, I loved too when he was at the Grammys and they were doing that Roy Orbison tribute or whatever, and he's incredibly fucked up on the stage. He's like swaying and he's like barely hitting the notes to the riff, and it pauses for a little too long, yeah. and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And then he like goes into it. Gets through it, yeah, but then goes up and pisses himself, dude. Before he goes up and pisses himself too, when he's like, "Should I go up there?" When, when that and and like as he's leaving the stage after he plays Pretty Woman, and he's like, "Isn't this over?" Yeah, and they like they're pushing him off the stage. That was really funny and again sad. Yes, yeah, very sad. His um, what did you make of him pissing himself at the Grammys scene? Because to me, it, I think it worked. Yeah. Felt a hair over the top. Like it did you, feel a hair over the like top. Like you probably would s- not actually see that happen. No, but at the same time, look at any other viral moment you've seen at award shows. Look at Kanye West interrupting Taylor Swift. Look at the fuck up at the Oscars where they did the wrong movie. Like, dude, that that yeah, that's, shit that has well, happened in real life. It's like it's not so crazy to think that this drug addict, yeah. alcoholic no, rocker no, no. is gonna piss himself on stage. That's fair. Yeah, I guess what it is is it's like the Kanye thing. That doesn't feel as crazy to me. The, the getting the name wrong is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I. You know what it is is like. There's no precedent for something like that. Like if someone right hits their fucking. Uh, yeah. Pants. The, the, him going up and being a drunk mess. I got when yeah. he pissed himself. I was like, okay, it's a movie. Like that's fine. Yeah, I felt like that was an unnecessary step. Yeah. I feel like what they could have done is just have him give like have him butt into the speech maybe. Right, and like give right. like a minute to like or twenty seconds too long of a rambling yeah. like I love this woman right. she's so lucky to, I'm lucky to have her right, type of thing right. um, whatever I mean it's equivalent I'm like picking I'm picking nits at this uh, point the tinnitus stuff he dealt with always makes me very uncomfortable oh, scares like, the shit out like of the me. moments when people would talk to him and he's like what's that what's and that? lean in what was that and like that shit is scary horrifying to me uh especially as someone who's always had slightly less than average hearing same and who i make no effort to reduce the volume of music i listen to i catch myself at work cranking music yeah like listening unreasonably i like don't care i I don't either i'm I'm kind of you know i'm sort of like i get told all the time by Brittany to turn shit down like oh that's really loud like you're you're cranking the tv or anything uh, so Jackson yeah. Maine, man. Jackson Maine. That's a cool name for him. He, I, I've been saying this. Like Bradley Cooper is unfairly. He he got he drew a great lot. In you life. know what's really funny about Bradley Cooper in this movie? He is this rock and roll star who whose blood I think just consists of gin in the movie. Right, right. He's right, right. on. I don't even know what pills. Yeah. And he takes his shirt off, and he's just rippling abs. He's he looks amazing, shredded. It's like there, and his hair is like perfect, the perfect, like on the cusp of being a little too greasy, 
but like just falls perfectly everywhere. Bradley Cooper is up there in terms of male celebrities who pull off long hair best, right? Oh my god, yeah. He like mostly yeah. usually has long hair. Yeah, like I'm thinking of him in the Hangover, that first Hangover, yeah. uh, where he had that hairstyle. I think he looks much worse with short hair, like when he was uh, Chris yeah. Kyle. In uh, American Sniper or whatever. Yes. Um, which, fuck that movie and fuck that guy and, like, all that. Yeah. Um, that movie was it, not great. So, it didn't... Yeah, but... Oh, he's going to be, in, he's gonna be in that... Yeah, very much so. He's going to be in that new Clint Eastwood one as well. Which one is um, it? They played the preview beforehand. This was a loaded trailer beforehand, before this movie. They, had, oh. they, they showed the Elton John one. The uh, oh, the Bradley Cooper and Clint Eastwood one. Dude, there was a bunch of movies. Where I was like, I want to see that. I want to see that. I wish I'd seen that. We went, as you know, like literally last minute. Yeah. And we walked. Did you in, missed the trailers. Missed the trailers. Yeah. Walked in as the movie was, oh, okay. was like okay. right as the like movie was about gotcha. to start. Gotcha. Yeah, there, it was packed with trailers for I, for like Oscar bait movies that are coming. I don't think this is a hot, not a hot take, and I don't think it's a controversial opinion. I like really like the trailers. I love... Are there people who don't like it? I think there's... I, I don't know if people don't like it. I think there's people who, who just don't care as much. Like, when Brittany and I were there, we were watching the trailers, and I was like, ah, I kind of want popcorn, but I really don't want to go get it at this point. She's like, oh, I'll just go. I don't care. Yeah, dude. And I, I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to watch all of these trailers now. I love trailers. Like, especially like in, the, in that setting, in the theater. You're yep. getting ready to enjoy the movie. Yep. Again, Sean, it, it comes back to my obsession with the start of things. Mm -hmm. And it's like with these, with these trailers, it's like, you know what? That's an experience I might have. Exactly. That's what that is. It's an experience I might have. It's a little, it's an appetizer. I like. I, and I haven't started the movie I'm here to see yet. I like the ones that um, just tell you the whole story, basically. And you're like, oh, I don't have to go see that movie now. Because right. I just saw it. When you, and especially when you go to Regal, that place packs there, there's so many trailers. There was seriously, I think, seven or eight trailers. They play a lot. This movie. They play a lot. You yeah. know who plays the plays more, the most of anywhere I've been. Have you been to an AMC? No. You never been to the Methuen AMC? Uh, years ago, but I don't really remember. If you go at some point, dude, they play like a comical amount of trailers. Really? Like I, I think it's like basically twenty minutes. That's of trailers. Kind of crazy. It is, and they they're like the long. Yeah, trailers. they're like the full, yeah. extended trailer. It, yeah. It's really funny. It's not a teaser. It's the full no. trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so A Star is Born is overtaking the nation, Jake. I really liked it. I would see it again. I would see, I would it, see again it again. Too. I feel like this is a movie that is ripe for quoting and kind of joking about. Even though like it's a serious, very serious Stole movie. It's kind of sad. At the end. Yeah, you have nothing fucking to say. Yeah, yeah. like... A lot of probably funny Bradley Cooper lines. That Sam Elliott was great in this Sam movie. Elliott was excellent in it. The, the fuckboy manager. He was so funny. He 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 was like definitely funny and maybe like my single biggest gripe with the movie. Where I'm like, okay, dude. Like, this guy just essentially caught... Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Well, he, I think, was kind of made out to be like the evils of the music industry. Like, industry oh, I know. incarnate. I know. I yeah, know. Like, yeah, to the yeah, point yeah. where he was not a real character or yeah. person. He yeah. was like an avatar yes. for the evils of industry. Yes. yes. So, uh, yeah. And, like, look, for a movie like that, there's going to be flaws. But overall, I think it told a compelling Listen, Sean, story. I'll tell you what. With some good tunes. Worst movie of the year. No, I, I loved it. I had a great yeah. time. I really it enjoyed seeing it. It was good. And, um,. Yeah, I, I would go see it again, too. I would, too. We would too. could do that. We yes. could go see it together. Yes, we should. And listening pod and, yeah. experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that might be a good idea. Let's uh, let's plan that out. And we'll record a pod live during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like we did on that drive to see the hotel here. Uh, uh, you want to dive in here? Yeah, let's Jake? do it. Yep. Okay, yep. okay yep. let's do it. Let's do it. Let me just open up my document here. Uh, we are on episode 133 now. I did not update that in the doc. I, I just did. Okay. 133. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs>